This week, we ride with the Dirty Underwear Gang out of Liberty, Missouri to see Young Guns. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm John Rooney, noticing that we're all wearing matching shorts. Are we? No oh, shit, guys. shit. Yeah. Work. Hey, everyone's wearing khaki shorts. <laughs> right? It's like we're three white guys. <laughs> I was going to say, it, it is the white uniform. Yeah, yeah right. It's summertime. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, khaki pa- shorts. Patrick is wearing a WBEZ Chicago right. shirt. I have hey. donated to NPR in the past, people. Rest in peace, Carl Castle. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Uh, so this week, uh, in apropos of nothing we've already talked about, yeah. we actually watched a movie, and it's called Young Guns. Mm, guns that are fresh out of their mother's wombs. <laughs> are you positing uh, that that these guns came from some manner of like David Cronenberg-y <laughs> videodrome world, where guns are actually birthed into existence? Absolutely. No, see, I thought the guns were in those weird dirt pods from Gord- uh, Lord of the Rings. That oh, Sauron sure, had. they're just kind of like dug up with rakes and exactly. stuff? Exactly. Uh, no, 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 guys, guys, Sarah Winchester laid like a billion eggs, and they just keep hatching. <laughs> Is that why they kept having to build that house? Yes, to put all those eggs in places. <laughs> that's why all the rooms are weird and tiny. They were just for eggs. <laughs> I guess spoiler alert for that movie that's coming out. Oh. <laughs> uh, already came out. Oh shit, did it? Yeah, Man, came and nothing. went. Oof. Yep. Sorry, Helen Mirren. Why? Yeah, Why Helen so Mirren? Anyways. Well, it's just like, hey, what if we made a haunted house movie that's all about, but like, how did the house get built? Hey man, listen, Helen Mirren's a great actress, but if you go back in the 60s, especially in the UK work, she does not have good taste. I mean, that lady's been in a bunch of garbage movies. I mean, to be yeah. fair, she Caligula. Was, <laughs> in her defense, she was an actor in the 60s. Yeah. In London. Yeah. What the hell else was she going to do? <laughs> Except for being garbage. Right? right? To be fair, that is kind of like the BBC's thing. They just kind of make you do... It's like you do one for you and then one for your country. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the studio system. They've Except got, it's run by the Queen. Yeah, they've got exactly two sets of cameras. One for a constant filming of Doctor Who episodes and then one for Shakespeare adaptations. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I was a British person, that's all I would want my money to go to. True. I think we're missing that middle ground of uh, class warfare dramas. Oh, like Are You Being Served? <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Or Upstairs, oh. Downstairs. Oh, good old Are You Being Served. <laughs> God damn, I miss that show. Right? I was. I weirdly miss Good Neighbors. Oh, yeah, sure. And, I mean, I was always a huge fan of Keeping Up Appearances. Sure. Well, you have to. In this day and age, what with our attention economy and whatnot. Yeah. Hey, Young Guns is the movie we watched. <laughs> Sorry, much like the movie that we are talking about today, we are spending large segments of this podcast <laughs> recording irrelevant information. Yeah. Uh, so, Young Guns, the uh, 1989-ish, 88, I don't know, I didn't look it up ahead of time. Does Let's anybody just... remember back in the old days when Mark did research? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> hey, I look up the body count sometimes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I look up the beers in my tummy. Well, yeah, that's true. Always. So uh, Young Guns begins, like all movies do, 
with all of your lead actors mean mugging the camera <laughs> in Everybody. Predator Vision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all- whatever weird grainy crap that was. <laughs> it's like sepia, but they replaced gray with purple. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. they recla- replaced clarity with pixels. Right? <laughs> oh, shit, the fucking movie with uh, Peter Dinklage? Yes, yeah, the movie where Josh Gad fucks a Qbert. Yeah. <laughs> that does happen. <laughs> well, because Qbert's his trophy at that point. Yeah, yes. I just wanted to point out that my revulsion is purely for Josh Gad. <laughs> <laughs> Still a big Qbert fan, though? Oh, yeah, no. He's fine. So uh, he swears a lot. Sure, Hubert <laughs> speaks almost entirely of swears. That's true. I love it. Good for Hubert, right? He was the Lenny Bruce of the video game era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why the police kept raiding all those arcades <laughs> for obscenity laws. <laughs> He shared a paddy wagon with Pac-Man and taught him everything he knows. <laughs> so, uh, Young Guns, uh, after we get our uh, baseball card <laughs> introductions of all the main characters. I have no memory of the rest of the movie until the last scene when they're all in the house. Sure. So this is going right. to be all Well, the movie this. begins with uh, Terrence Stamp uh, playing an old English man uh, and his young charge, Doc, played by Kiefer Sutherland, uh, and they're just kind of taking in the town, having a good time, when, who should they see running from the law but a young Emilio Estevez as William H. Bonnie, or as you know him, Billy the Kid. Cool, then what happened? Oh, and uh, they're like, oh crap, they're probably going to hang him. So instead, they're like, hey Billy the Kid, why don't you hop in our wagon and we'll maybe give you a job instead. Yeah, and it turns out that Terrence Stamp's character runs a home for wayward boys yeah, sure. in the he American sure frontier, yeah. he sure does. Uh, where he teaches them to read, but also to act as his personal cattle gang called yes. the Regulators. Right? He seems to also train them to fear pigs. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a lot like Gary Oldman's character in in Hannibal, where he, he you know, where he's he's like the weird like guy whose face has all been eaten off or whatever, and he now he, yeah, now he feeds people to pigs. That's what Terrence Stamp has been doing this whole time, feeding, feeding people, to, people pigs. to pigs. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, so William Bonnie, Billy the Kid, is brought into the fold with the other children of Stamp, the Lost Boys. I yeah. mean, Kiefer Sullivan's already there. Let's just go ahead and call it what sure, it is. We, I guess sure. we could call them the Young Guns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty no, sure thanks. Paul Ryan's involved in that. Uh, true. Right. Uh, so the other, uh, the other of the members of the Regulators are played by Dermot Mulrooney and Dermot Mulrooney's giant. Pouch of a chew. God almighty, that guy's got a grapefruit worth of chewing tobacco in his mouth at all times. He's got like a half like Louis Armstrong going on the entire (laughs) satchmo. Like he's blowing on a half a trumpet the whole time. Uh, Charlie Sheen, unfortunately. Oh, oh, take it back. Fortunately. Now, guys, what do you think happened with this? Did Emilio Estevez get Charlie Sheen in the movie, or did Charlie Sheen get Emilio Estevez? Whose star burned brighter in 1989? So this, oh, definitely Sheen, because this is post Wall Street, post Platoon, and post Major League. Oh yeah, yeah. and, and isn't isn't there like a name for Charlie Sheen in 
Christian Slater and Keith or, Kiefer Sullivan and some of those other guys at that time. Yeah, they were called the Young Guns, and there was God a damn it about them. them. <laughs> Aren't they? I, not the Brat Pack. That's oh, somebody yeah, yeah. else. Or well, they, they were. They there? were. But I mean, Emilio was part of that too. Yeah. The, that was like all like the Rob Lowe. Yeah, Rob Ellie Lowe. Sheedy. Anybody who was in a John Hughes movie basically was part of the Brat Pack. Right. Like right. Anthony Michael Hall, Robert Downey Jr., all those guys. Uh, I, th- I think Andrew McCarthy was one of them, but then he went and made a weekend at Bernie's. So out you get out, <laughs> guys. You've got to see Weekend at Bernie's too, where there's uh, a black magic curse that makes the corpse. Uh, That's right. Dance anytime there's music playing. Nice. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like a weird sequel to the novelization of Jaws Four: The Revenge. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good, you guys. So uh, there's also uh, Lou Diamond Phillips as Chavez y Chavez. Yeah. Uh, and then there is uh, a guy who yeah, plays... Yeah, like Gary Sizemax or something? Yeah, yeah. his name is oh, Casey. Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. He plays Charlie. Uh, but you probably know him best as one of Biff's goons from Back to the Future 1 and 2. He plays the one who wears 3D glasses. He's, glasses. he's credited as 3D. <laughs> oh, he's, he's Flea? No, no. Flea was never one of Biff's goons. Wasn't he? No. Flea was his own character. <laughs> he had his own side thing going on. Yeah, he was one of Anthony Kiedis' goons. Yeah. The, why did he call Marty a chicken in the third one? I don't know. They were racing. Yellow? Okay. Did he call him yellow or a chicken? Chicken. Chicken. Yeah. He calls him chicken. Buford Mad Dog Tannen calls him yellow Yella. back in the Old Young Guns times. Yeah. yeah. In the Young Guns times. <laughs> So that's how I'm going to refer <laughs> yeah, to no, that's, that's fair. that period from now on. So, anyways, uh, this that's the group O guys that are hanging around uh, this little ranch, and I guess there's some sort of cattle dispute between old Englishman and old, I think, yeah. Irish Jack Palance. Yeah, yeah. old Irishman seems to have the market cornered on cattle, which I don't understand how that interferes with old Englishman running a general store. He also is running a cattle store. He has cattle, and he says he has a beef outlet in a store, and you have a beef outlet Oh, the outlet beef outlet. Store. Yeah, the beef yeah, outlet. Yeah, you gotta drive like a half hour out of town and take exit yeah, 81 no. to get to the beef outlet. But that's yeah. where you get all the good half-off beef. Exactly. Right. It's yeah. just as good as name brand. Sure, it's just yeah. a little irregular. The cuts are a little off, but it's well, fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. You might get a little, you might get a little ribeye on your porter. You might get a little sirloin on your rump. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how beef works. I don't know how the cuts go. I just know beef tastes good when it's in my mouthy mouth. <laughs> uh, so yeah, now so and then there's a part. They, they, they're teaching them all. He's teaching all these guys how to read and whatever. They're the the thing that stuck out for me most in the beginning part of the movie was, and I did I never realized this despite the fact that I've quoted it in my daily life for two decades, is that the opening lines from the song "Regulate" by Warren G and Nate Dogg <laughs> are from the song "Young Gun" are from the movie "Young Guns." Which is our, they call them regulators. Uh, you know, uh, you can't be any geek off the street. You gotta be handy with the steel, if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Uh, but then nobody yells, mount up. <laughs> that really bummed me out. And there was no Michael McDonald sample in the entire oh, film. Oh, brutal. That really that bummed me wrong. out. <laughs> yeah, that's just not fair. Also, that song's from the Above the Rim soundtrack. Why did they sample something from Young Guns? <laughs> <laughs> they just really liked the film. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so anyways, they go I mean, to... it's no more or less out of place than the actual score of Young Guns. True. Ooh, boy. Which, by by score, you mean just a random, like... 
Squeedleys! Yeah, I mean, they yeah. took the sheet music for uh, Standing Tall on the Wings of Your Dreams, <laughs> the theme song from Perfect Strangers. They fed it through an 80s fax machine, rolled it up in some cocaine, and threw it into the movie. Yeah. Sure, and they just had Steve Vai go giggly gear over it. Yeah. And yeah. occasionally blow on a saxophone, just once or twice, though. Not sure. like several notes. Lethal like Weapon two. was very popular at the time. Oh, yeah. Right? Crazy. Uh, so they go to the... Town New Year's dance? Yeah. I think. It's the town New Year's dance. It seems to be one part New Year's dance, one point Guy Fox Day, because there's a lot of people setting fires. That's yeah. true. Well, I mean, that's New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> Usually the fires go up in the clouds, though, Patrick. These were old times, John. Oh, they didn't we have clouds back then. Right, yeah, you're right. right. We also didn't have going up. <laughs> uh, we know that's not true, and we'll get there in a second, but when it comes to. <laughs> The way Terrence Stamp bites it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he was, he was a real, pardon the pun, pioneer about yes. going up. See, back in, a lot of people don't realize this. Back in Young Guns times, uh, the human neck couldn't look towards the sky. Oh, just like Batman. Exactly. So when the birds flew, we thought they disappeared from our realm. That's why there's all those uh, like mystical things about crows and shit. True. Oh, interesting. True facts. Right? <laughs> Well, true if facts. you'd like to subscribe to this podcast and hear more true facts, <laughs> subscribe to this podcast. Yeah. It's right there on iTunes. Please? You're listening to it now. I hope. I hope <laughs> someone is. <laughs> I hope this isn't just like playing out into the void. Right. I mean, isn't that what life is, right? Mark? Oh, God, John. Also, right? that's like nine-tenths of every theater performance I've ever done. Ugh. True. Just right to avoid. Ugh. So if you want to avoid the void, nice. dear listener, nice. simply open up your podcast machine. Love that write thing. body counts on a 3x5 <laughs> card. Jam it up into them circuits. Yeah. Right. And we'll get it. <laughs> Jam it up into those circuits is the worst euphemism for sex <laughs> I think I've ever heard. Well, that's good because I said them circuits. <laughs> so I think legally I'm in the clear. Yeah, sure. Right? Good point. <laughs> that's that's the that's going to be like the tagline for like the first affordable sex bots that come out. <laughs> legally, we're in the clear. <laughs> no. <laughs> Circuits. I mean, I hope so, because if anybody tries to sell me a sex robot, I'm going to be curious about that. <laughs> yeah, what Legally? is the reality? Am I in the clear? Have we defined what sentience is in this world? Because if not, I don't know if I feel comfortable owning a sex robot. True, yeah. Yeah, because if it's like an ex machina like style sex robot who's clearly passed the Turing test and is able to Here's have emotions do. and stuff. You uh, you fold an origami crane and you ask it if it would kick over a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> and depending on the answer to that, I guess it means you were a Blade Runner the whole time. <laughs> All you have to do is just shove it against a wall and say... Say you want me to kiss you. <laughs> Legally, I'll be in the clear. <laughs> God, it's so creepy, Blade Runner. It is. Uh, anyways, Young Guns. <laughs> yeah. Right. So at the New Year's dance, uh, Kiefer Jesus Sutherland... Jesus Christ, we're only at the New, New Year's, Year's dance? dance? Yeah. Kiefer Sullivan falls in love with a Chinese lady. And that is both her character's name and defining attribute. Yeah, that she is yeah. Chinese and her name is China and she will be referred to by a series of nowadays racist terms. They yes. were definitely racist when they made this movie. Oh, they were always sure. racist. Yeah, yeah yes. that's absolutely true. But we didn't care back in Young Guns time. <laughs> that's true. Uh, young Guns times the actual historical time or Young Guns times the late 80s? <laughs> well, both? Both? Yes. Both and. <laughs> 
Yeah, much like how, you know, in Alaska they have several words for snow, we have several terms for Young Guns times. <laughs> There's also Young Guns times, that place where I go to watch uh, cowboys shoot at each other while That's I eat true. a turkey leg. I subscribe to the newspaper, the Young Guns Times. Yeah. Ooh, how do you stay abreast on Young Guns News? They do. Yeah, they're the only ones that'll reprint my Garfield fan fiction. Ooh, <laughs> Gar- that's fair. Oh. Fucking Garfield, he could have been so much. Here's the thing about Garfield. He's not Heathcliff? <laughs> a, he's not Heathcliff, so fuck off. B, you're a cat. What the hell do you care about what day of the week it is? Sure. And you don't have to go to a fucking job, you leech. And also, how did that cat de- de- like develop a taste for lasagna? Oh, uh, he uh, got into a lasagna fight as a, as a young child and got a taste for it. Yeah. Also, it's pretty clear that John is a terrible parent. Yes. John from the... I mean, this John, he doesn't have kids. Oh, I hope not. Otherwise, yeah, I would be a terrible man. <laughs> no, you're going to be looking pretty bad. Oh, no. <laughs> You've had well, here, kids this whole time. Well, here's the real question, John. Does your cat eat lasagna? That's a good question, John. Uh, legally, I don't have to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, moving on, uh, at this New Year's dance, Kiefer Sutherland falls in love with the, uh, I mean, there's no way about it. She's Jack Palance's slave. Yes. He has taken yes. her as payment for... For laundry? Yes. For laundry, yes. shirt was ruined at a dry cleaner's, so he took the dry cleaner's daughter. Yes, and now she's the... Uh, House and, entertainment. Uh, which means that he's not the only person that serially rapes her. Thanks, uh, movie. Yeah. But this movie is surprisingly playful about that yeah. in ways that are deeply uncomfortable. Definitely. Well, it was Young Guns times. Well, here's, sure. here's what makes the movie really uncomfortable. The voice of reason of the Young Guns regulators is Charlie Sheen. Absolutely. Yes. That's what makes me uncomfortable. He's the only one with a head on his shoulders. He passes up the peyote. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they have this big old dance. There's, they shoot some guns off. There's some dance around. We find out that uh, the Charlie's quite a pugilist. He's good at punching. Yeah, he is. Uh, and that's about all he's good at. And then the next day, mm. they go out. He's real good at marrying people. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. And hugging sex workers. Right? Well, I mean, somebody should. Yeah. I mean, uh, it costs the same either way. That's what she said. <laughs> That's true. So like, all right. That's like a little break. Uh, so after that, they uh, go on a little excursion uh, to go shoot pheasants. Yeah. Uh, with yeah. pistols. Right? This movie, I, I realized it, each scene seems to spook the other scene out of existence. There's not a lot of like continuity between scenes. Well, sure. And every time a new scene begins, it begins with a horse going, Wee! Yeah. Or someone going, hey! Yeah. Yeah. Or a gun going, Pah! Right? So this scene begins with a pheasant going, Pah! Yeah. There's a uh, lot of B-roll of pheasants. And then a bunch of pheasants go, Pah! 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 And then all the young guns run off like kids in a pheasant store. Well, I mean, yeah. you each have to get your own. Pheasant is not a bird you can share. That's true. They're very small. Yeah, There's not no. a lot of meat on those bones. Nope, nope, nope. I gotcha. So... Uh, at first, Billy the Kid doesn't want to go, but then good old Terrence Stamp is like, oh no, go be a kid. And he's like, thanks boss, and he runs out to shoot some pheasant, and then who should appear but Jack Pounds and his angry mom. Like 500 other people on horses. Yeah. Yes, and they proceed to brutally murder him. Yeah. And when they do, his body... <laughs> 
shoots straight up off of his carriage yeah. as if he's died and his soul is ascending. <laughs> but then they shoot his soul out of the air and it flies off the carriage into the dirt. Right. Uh, the young guns obviously know that they are outnumbered and cannot fight back, so they flee back to the center of town? No, Flea was not part of Biff's gang. You told me he was different. <sighs> he is different. He's in the chase, also with Charlie Sheen. Oh, God, you're right. And he's a sub-boss in Chrono Trigger. What? Flea and Ozzy. Oh, that's right. The yeah. Magus gang. Yeah. That's right, that's right. But he doesn't play bass in the no, game. No, he plays your soul. Yeah, that's Whoa. true, but it's not nearly as funky. I would speak for yourself, buddy. <laughs> John, you have the funkiest soul. <laughs> I try not to wash it. <laughs> Gross. <Yeah. laughs> so the young guns uh, take Terrence Stamp's body uh, and dump it into that spinning triangle that goes to the Phantom Zone, I assume. Because uh, he played Zod. That's what that was. <laughs> yeah. All right. I was wondering. Uh, so they they just they bury him literally across the street from Jack Palance's store right. and have his funeral there, uh, where they demand that Terry O'Quinn, who plays the district attorney, he's just a lawyer, a lawyer. But they get him to demand the judge to make them constables. The justice of the, the justice peace. Of the peace. D- d- whatever. No, it's very important. They frequently uh, cite the like congressional chain of command. They really do. Like nine times in this yeah. fucking movie. That's true. Because remember, it has to get all the way to President Hayes. <laughs> Rutherford B. Uh, so they convince this old man to make them deputies and then they begin just murdering. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, you think that back in Rutherford B. Hayes slash Young Guns times, they called him Rutherford B. Crazy if they didn't like him? Ooh, I bet they did. Mm, I'm, I'm going to go with no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a clean no on that one. <laughs> Uh, hey, he is widely considered an average president. Right. <laughs> He's on the list of ones you were like, oh shit, right, that guy was president. I remember him because his name has a letter in it. Right. He was neither too bad nor at all good. Yeah, true. See, he should have taken the Garfield approach, hated Mondays and have two non-consecutive terms, and then we would know facts about him. True. Sure. Very well very You well fucked stated. up, ghost of Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing in the rule book that says a ghost can't run for president. Right, it's true. You just have to have born, been born here like 35 years ago. Right? True, now here's the question. Does the ghost have to be 35? No, the question is uh, Rene Montoya in the new 52, so that's who you have to talk to about being president as I understand it. He might be right. Yep. True fact. True fact. Rest in peace, Steve Ditko, creator of The Question. Go to hell, John. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot you're not a New 52 man. You're into that pre-crisis bullshit. No, I'm into the post- New 52 because I can't wait for Batman to fight the comedian. (laughs) (laughs) For reasons, I'm sure. (laughs) Yep. Skip. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, uh, Young Guns. 
punching, shooting. They go to a, <laughs> yeah, god damn it, They're killing guys. They're killing they go guys. to yeah, they go to a bar and they want Billy to go in there and serve their first warrant. Billy walks in, notices the whole place is full of full of beers. goons. Yeah, goons and like everyone's dirty and like there's a like a whatever. Everyone's dirty. He leaves, <laughs> follows a guy. He goes into the bathroom. A guy follows him in there, who just happens to be the guy he needs to give his warrant to, and turns around and shoots him with his gun poked through. Is that poked through? He's just holding it in front of his dick. Uh, no, no, he's got his hand in his pants because he zips up after he's done shooting. (laughs) But he pulls the gun out and then zips up. Right. Yeah, the gun barrels poked through his pants. (laughs) Here's the thing about Billy the Kid: he fucking loves some uh, like weird bullshit, time wasty trickery. Yeah. That amounts to there's no difference between putting your gun through the fly of your pants and. Just shooting him when he goes to the bathroom. Well, he's also an extreme psychopath. Yeah. He, every time he murders someone, he laughs uncontrollably. Yeah. He is also the hero of our movie. Yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, Patrick, don't get too big a boner there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he murders their first guy. Charlie Sheen is unhappy about this. Right, and that drags all the other goons out, and like half a dozen of them get murdered, too. Yeah, there's a big protracted shootout here. Uh, but it's one of them Westy Times shootouts where there's lots of flashbang, lots of gunfire, and like two people get hit. Yeah, yeah. there's lots of smoke. Yeah. yeah. Unlike and most acts... Yeah, unlike most action movies which uh, deal in fire and exclusively fire, yeah. this movie deals only in smoke. Mostly in smoke. Very little fire. Yeah. Even when people set fires, it's almost entirely smoke. Guys, <laughs> do you think in uh, Rutherford B. Hayes' times, in Young Guns' times, he was called Rutherford B. Hayes because there was so much gun smoke that it was like super hazy? <laughs> No. No, probably not. I'm going to go no on that one. No, presidents don't get named after the great weather effect of their day. No. no I don't think so. No. I don't think I recall Prime Minister Smog either. <laughs> <laughs> That's because it was Prime Minister Smog. <laughs> right, fair enough. Fair uh, enough. He ran Lake Town perfectly fine before those fucking dwarves showed up. <laughs> it had a functioning trade economy and at least two black arrows. Hey, that's pretty good. Right? Yeah, everything worked out great. Most places after the fall of Agnor had no black arrows, and this town had two. That makes them, like, one of the 1%. Exactly. Yeah. They're doing real good. Now, there's some class disparity, sure. All of the wealth seems to be centralized beneath Smaug's belly. <laughs> sure. But you know what? That's just a redistribution effort. That You know, you don't need radical top-down uh, regime change at that point. You Un- just need comprehensive tax code. Yeah, unfortunately, those fucking dwarves institute a goddamn military junta <laughs> and overthrow the government of Lake Town. Doesn't yeah. fucking Bard take over after they're done? Yeah, after he murders the fucking governor of town. Yeah. Jeez. Who, yeah, sure, is a dragon. Wah! <laughs> you know what? That's just who got elected, okay? And we can all fight and argue that it was a rigged election and that it wasn't fair and that he just took advantage of district laws, but you know what? You gotta work with the government you have, not the government you want. Exactly. True. Otherwise, you're not believing in democracy there. 
But seriously, we should impeach Smaug. Oh, yes! <laughs> he has way too many ties to Russian oligarchs. Yes, it's true. Uh, anyways. Oh, jeez. Young guns. Uh, so, yeah, now the young guns just go around killing people. They kill a lot of people. Well, I should say, Billy the Kid kills, kills a, lot a lot of people. people. Everybody else is kind of like, let's arrest them. And Billy's like, nah, let's how about we shoot him. Yeah, because there's a part where they, they're at like a lake and three guys show up. And they take, there's a guy that they jo- that joins their group late who joins the regulator young guns and he's just a guy and it turns out he's spying on him yeah. and he's gonna lead him towards an ambush by uh murphy that's jack palance's character's name murphy yeah they ask him all the time hey son what's your name and he says murphy, murphy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got that gun that comes out of his leg yeah it's a good one you're fired Thank you. <laughs> Guys, can we just watch RoboCop again? Fuck yes, I would love to. That movie's great. Uh, God damn, that movie's so good. We should just do RoboCop 2 the next time. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. so good, and I really want to talk about how the drug Dropping dealer... Some nuke. I want to talk about how the drug dealer robot... The robot is still addicted to nuke. <laughs> yeah. that, it, that, that the brain that's in the robot still needs drugs. That's yeah, hilarious to me. Yeah, because as Morpheus taught us in The Matrix, without a brain, the body cannot live. Did he teach us that? Uh, either that or some kung fu. Like, old man kung fu. Like, what you do in the park with your buds when you're trying to get a workout before work. Oh, okay. Oh, good stuff. Good to know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they murder a bunch of people. I don't really remember what happens for a while. Because here's the oh, thing. Oh, yeah, they murdered the two guys out there, and then they go back to town, and he does that weird, like, skipping up behind the sheriff thing, and then they murder the sheriff. Again, Billy the Kid murders the sheriff. Yeah. He skips up behind him, throws his hat in front of him like a Charlie Chaplin bit, and when the guy turns around, he takes the gun out of his holster and shoots the sheriff with his own gun. Yeah. Again, subterfuge for the point of no one's benefit. Yeah, and then the sheriff and his posse are all murdered. They get de- undeputized. Uh, Billy the Kid takes a picture of himself. Right. right. Which is, for some reason, a very important plot point. Guys, that we skipped over the most important plot point where Which after was? they shot that guy that they thought was a traitor, then yeah. they shot those other guys. Then they had a protracted peyote sequence. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so Chavez y Chavez is, uh, he's meant to be like half Navajo, half Mexican, I think. I think he's all Navajo. I think that the idiot just keeps calling him a Mexican as if it's some kind of slur. Right. Oh, he, def- okay. well, he definitely refers... I'm well, not absolutely sure. He refers to his, his mother's people, so yeah. I think he is, like, First Nation American, but I think he may be of two tribes. Yeah. May- maybe. Yeah, maybe. So he... He, I don't know why. It's, maybe, it's maybe, really unclear. Maybe also, like the actor, he is just Scotch Irish and Filipino. Yeah, right. Now, does this come after Charlie Sheen dies? No, because Charlie Sheen. No, we haven't gotten to Buck right. Snort yet. Yeah. Okay. So, so God, yeah. this fucking movie. So Chavez y Chavez puts on, uh, basically, spray puts the Punisher logo on his face. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, he turns himself into the crow. Right. And he brews up some... Peyote I, tea. Peyote tea, or Definitely maybe it's ayahuasca. Tea. I don't know. Nah, it's peyote they're, tea. They're not throwing up enough for it yeah. to be ayahuasca. Yeah, it's definitely uh, buttons. Like, yeah. I, you know Charlie is the only one who throws up in this. Yes. And he uh, seems fine with it. Yeah. yeah. Because he's on a lot of peyote. Yeah. I want to be on a lot of peyote one day. 
<laughs> I mean, that seems like a very achievable dream. Uh, you say that. <laughs> dealer after dealer, it's nothing but weed, John. <laughs> but this peyote scene goes on... Barely getting mushrooms. Forever. God. Yeah. It it's is interminable. Th- and here's the thing. We're not seeing through their eyes. So no. it's not like an excuse to get like really weird with like cinematography or bizarre special effects. We are just... You are that guy at the college party that comes in after everybody's smoked up yeah. and no one has anything left. And you're like, I guess we're playing Mario Kart, but everyone's just making stupid noises. Yep. Yeah, and everyone, they're doing that thing that when people are, are high in movies, they're talking like Yeah, they speak yeah. through a voice thing. Yeah, no, we all just, uh, as a movie audience, we trip sit for a few minutes. Yeah. Just to make sure they're okay. Yeah, we prep the orange slices just in case something yeah. goes awry. Right. Yeah, we're Dermot ready. Mulroney goes into a cave. And starts shooting. And Here's shoots the everything. <laughs> they should have taken their guns away before ingesting that much pain. Yeah, because they all have guns and they're just shooting them all they're over all the place. Shooting. Right? Uh, Billy the Kid puts flowers in his hat. And does like, like gun yoga. Yeah, but then he throws his gun in the air and loses it. Yes, right. Uh, they are all fucking insufferable trust fund kids at their first Burning Man. Oh yes, yeah. it's real bad. Right. Uh, Even and, Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah, who just kind of stands around with his arms out, yeah. like in a Creed pose, kind of yep. shouts occasionally. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then again, like Creed. Yeah. Yeah. That's and true. then after this. They go shoot. They kill the sheriff. Billy the kid takes well, his picture. they do not shoot the deputy. Hell, actually, they do. They yeah. are the deputies. Yeah, yeah. When he gets yeah. Uh, and the the picture he takes uh, is actually a real life yeah, picture. It's of the picture of Billy the kid. Yeah, and they do that weird movie thing where they like try to recreate it using uh, Emilio Estevez, and it. It gets maybe 80% there. Yeah. yeah, the clothes and everything are right, but Billy the Kid is not, I gotta say this, he's not as handsome as Emilio Estevez. <laughs> he's kind of a fugly kid. Right? Well, also, I'd say so. Who is? That's true. Uh, Emilio Estevez is totally J- dreamy. Joe Estevez is a pretty good looker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, just watch Werewolf. He's pretty great. Or <laughs> Soul Taker. Take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> he's great in both. <laughs> They are both available in uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 watchable versions. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they murder the sheriff and friends, and then they go out, and then something happens and Charlie Sheen dies. <laughs> oh, they get they meet Buckshot Roberts, who yeah. comes to their little camp, and he's He's wearing like a Chewbacca fur. He's wearing all the bear fur that Leonardo DiCaprio will have in uh, the movie that starts with an R, where he fights a bear. Um, Revenant Revolutions. Ooh, that's a good one. There's yeah. lots of bears in Revolutions. I think you mean the the Revenant. the Rolf of the, Wall Street. The, the Rolf the Rolf of Wall Street. Yeah, you where, know where, where he plays the piano. It's a dog <laughs> that plays piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love it. With the, yeah, with the electric mayhem. It's God, like, I would. Let's make that movie. <laughs> Where Rolf is doing coke and banging hookers and taking, trading stocks all day. I mean, taking I, quaaludes with Gonzo. Right? <laughs> Guys, I hate to break it to you, but uh, like Sesame Street Murders just got into theaters, so we're like twenty years too late. For oh, that. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, they Buckshot shows up. Uh, he is a fat old man yeah. wearing all of the thick black fur in the dead of summer, and he's still able to like. 
hold off six young yeah. dudes. Well, he is apparently like the Boba Fett of this movie where everyone keeps talking about how cool he is and he does sort of like one thing half-assed and then dies off screen. Yeah. Sure, you can just say Poochie John. I know what you were going Don't, for. He's kind of like the Billy Connolly character in uh, Boondock Saints. He no, just guys. shows up strapped full of guns no. for one scene. He is Boba Fett. <laughs> he sucks, and no one in the movie realizes it. <laughs> uh, except he does manage... He manages to barricade himself into, into an, a toilet? Into yeah. an outhouse. He shoots a hole through uh, Kiefer Sullivan's hand. He shoots Chavez in the arm, and he kills Charlie Sheen. Because what he does is he barricades himself in the shitter. Yeah. They send Billy the Kid to go mow him down. He's like, ha I'm Billy the Kid, I'm crazy. But then he kicks the door open and starts shooting at him. Then they all shoot at the thing. He makes some noises. They think he's dead. Charlie Sheen goes out, but instead Buckshot sticks a gun right out of one of the slits and shoots him right in the chest and kills him. Yeah, and Charlie Sheen has the most embarrassingly bad death animation yeah, I have seen. It's it's almost as bad as Paul Rubens dying in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, <laughs> except that was supposed to be a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It's real bad. It's pretty right. bad. He does full body convulsions for almost a minute. I like to think that they yelled, cut, all right, Charlie, great, can we do a serious one next? And he said, that was the serious yeah, one. Right. on his sunglasses and walks off set. But nobody wanted to fight him because he was all like jacked up on roids from doing Major League still. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Charlie Sheen dies. They abandon his corpse and just ride away. Uh, as you should do with all Charlie Sheen corpses, I Definitely. think. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. leave them behind and let yeah, them Bull feed Durham the earth. Yeah, no, you gotta let the tigers take them back. Charlie <laughs> <laughs> no. Sheen's a piece of shit. I told yeah. you, I that man is full of tiger blood. Right. He but, told us himself he'd know. But I don't want the tigers to... Take it back. That's going to endanger the tigers, Patrick. No. They're already almost extinct. The tiger's going to be high for days. <laughs> sure. And then they'll give us a new tiger blood Charlie Sheen. I assume? Yeah, no. I don't know how it works. I yeah. There has to be a constant tiger blood person, right? Here's the thing. Charlie Sheen is Hawkman. He, anytime a Hawkman dies... The Egyptian god spirits must condense their energies into creating a new Hawkman. Yeah, no, I like it. There must always be a Hawkman, as there has always been a Hawkman. Same for Charlie Sheen. Right? <sighs> Except we already have a perfectly good backup Charlie Sheen in Ashton Kutcher. Oh, God, fuck that. <laughs> oh, I'll take ten Charlie Sheens over Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Say what you want about what an asshole Charlie Sheen is. He did make some good movies. That's, That's true. true. <laughs> They're both scumbags as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, nobody's good. Yeah, true. Uh, so anyways, uh, they killed they killed Charlie Sheen. He plays a character named Dick. We never even mentioned that. Yeah, he's, he's dead. dead. They, Moving on. They ride off. They uh, ride around some more. They get chased by a guy named Jack Kinney who is also an old fat white man. Yeah, there's a lot of old fat white guys. In fact, the whole movie, uh, besides Lou Diamond Phillips... <laughs> And one black guy in the cavalry at the end is yeah. all just old white dudes. Yeah. I think at one point, Keith or Sutherland just starts riding off, and they're all like, okay, bye. He, yeah. So he, after Charlie Sheen dies, LDP, uh, Chavez E. Chavez, threatens to leave, uh, and he gives this insanely long monologue about how 
yeah, uh, his people were slaughtered by the cavalry yeah. and the army and stuff, and you know that's why you know this doesn't matter. He yeah. wants to like Guys, live. Uh, just Google American expansion, and you'll get the story. Yeah, yeah pretty it's much. pretty bad. Uh, and then Kiefer Sutherland leaves to go pick up the the lady. No, his the, excuse is that he needs a new bandage and that he needs to write Dick's mother in Vermont. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> she needs to be told that he's dead. But instead, he just breaks yes. into Murphy's house. Instead, he just goes to try to kidnap the Chinese lady. Yes. Uh, he says a whole speech about how there's a train bound for New York in two days, and that whole plot thread goes nowhere. Yeah, she doesn't go with him. No. Well, he doesn't go. Well, she didn't go with him. I wouldn't go to New York without a lady. Oh, so it's one. Of, it's like the Gift of the Magi thing where they both think the other one stood them up so neither of them go. Right, I right. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that... Isn't that... The end of sliding glass doors. I don't know. I never saw it. Oh, I was gonna say the what was the the movie with the with the Mickey Rooney and the Audrey Hepburn and the the Tiffany's with the breakfast 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 yeah. at Tiffany's. Isn't that the end? Like she goes to the Empire State Building and the guy doesn't show up, or he goes and she doesn't show up, or do they both show up? I don't. I don't remember. Seen it. Uh, well, as I recall, I think nobody actually likes that movie. No, it's I... super racist. <laughs> True. Oh crap! Is well, it really? I've never seen it. Uh, well, Mickey that's Rooney one thing plays we got. A Japanese man. Oh shit! That's that movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. With like Coke I knew bottle that gla- happened, yeah. but I didn't know that was that one. Coke bottle yeah. glasses, slick back hair. Oh. And he was like nominated for an award for that performance. Yeah, well, yeah back I in those, so. This was back in Young Guns times, <laughs> yeah. and that shit was fine. Guys, you think back in Rutherford B Hayes time, like Young Guns <laughs> times, they wrote Purple Haze for the president. <laughs> Yes, John. I do. Two facts. <laughs> I challenge anyone in this room to name an actual fact about Rutherford B. Hayes. He was a staunch abolitionist. No kidding. And he has no surviving grandchildren. Was Correct. he really? He was. And also, he uh, got everything he wanted to get done in one term as a president. And he vowed he if he didn't, he would only do the one term and get everything he wanted done. He got everything done he wanted to get done and he's like, alright, I'm done being president. Peace fuckers! And just left <laughs> nice. and went back to Ohio. Not bad, Land of astronauts and serial killers. Sure. And Rutherford B. Hayes. Yeah. But mostly astronauts and serial killers. Yeah, no. I think I read somewhere that it has the highest concentration of both those things, I historically. Mean, if I lived in Ohio, I would either want to live, leave this planet or kill everyone. Sure, it is the place where rivers catch on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. If I were a serial killer, what better place to dispose of your corpses than space? So, it was just a bunch of like aging, (laughs) rotting Cleveland Browns fans, corpses on the moon. (laughs) That's why we can't go back there ever again. That's the happiest they've ever been. They burned the map to the moon so that no one would discover the bodies. (laughs) So, uh, Charlie Sheen dies, they leave, they go, uh, just kind of camp for a little bit. Then they go to Mexico. They talk about going to Mexico. No, 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 no then they go. They, they go talk Juarez. about Mexico, and, uh, and Emilio Estevez is like, you're a bunch of pussies. And they're like, no, no, we're going to go to Mexico. And he's like, wait, that sounds hard. Let's go. Because he's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they go to Mexico, and Charlie gets married. 
that's right. We skipped over the brothel scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. On the way to Mexico, they stop at a brothel because before they go and kill a bunch of people in Mexico. Charlie needs to get fucked one more time. Yeah, he wants to get laid one time from a from a sex worker that he had previously visited. Or, in the parlance of Young Guns times, get his carrot wet. His yes. little carrot. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I thought for sure it was his mother, and he was going there <laughs> like she had abandoned him as a kid, and like and like went, it was Don Draper coming back for revenge. Yeah, or just like went there to like hold her one last time. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, "You don't look familiar, but I got a lot of people coming back from the first time." Yeah. And he's like, "I, you, I just want to hold you." And she's like, "Whatever, it costs the same either way." Right. Gives her a nice big hug. Meanwhile, there's a fella, there's a dandy at the bar who's talking a big game about killing Billy the Kid. Yeah. And Overheard by one Billy T. Kid. Yeah. Uh, and he's doing it to, like, he's trying to lay some pipe that night. He's oh, yeah. Trying to, like. Which is like, dude, you're already at a brothel. There's easier ways. <laughs> no, you can't man. pay for the brothel with a story. Right. Just hand, <laughs> just hand over your tube hey. of money and be done with it. Some guys need other things stroked. Some guys just need their ego stroked. And it costs the same either, either way. way. Right. Uh, this guy looks like a bargain basement sandwich. Sam Neal, uh, wearing a bargain basement Vince Neal wig. Yeah. Oh, man. With the finest facial hair you could grow at age 13. He is definitely the worst dollar store knockoff Buffalo Bill you will ever see. Yeah. Sure. Uh, And he just keeps on talking about how he's going to kill Billy the Kid to Billy the Kid, who is playing a little game with him. Again, Billy the Kid says, hey, can I see your gun? The guy says, well, I see no issue in that. Hands him his gun. Billy the Kid takes all the bullets out and then starts razzing him some more. And then Uh, he pulls his gun on Billy the Kid, clickety-click-click, and then he gets shot by Billy the Kid. (laughs) Which, again, Billy, William, William T. Kid, you can just shoot people. You've been doing it the whole time. (laughs) You can skip the first part. Where you have a convoluted Agent of Chaos Joker plan. Nah, you... And just shoot anyone. You need to set up the kill as the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's uh, Jared Leto's yeah, Joker? Yeah, he's making a bunch of jokes and he's putting a little button on it by yeah. shooting him at the end. That's the tag on the joke. Like, you get the big laugh with the joke, and then you punch it up with a little tag at the end. That's also, just stand-up 101, right. John. And oh, I thought uh, for stand-up 101, after you tell a joke, you just nervously pace to the other side of the stage saying, Oh, boy, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, what was I thinking about? <laughs> no, no, no. What you're thinking of is you tell a joke that goes okay, and then you <laughs> take a drink of your beverage and go, So anyways, <laughs> where was I? Uh, hey, uh, which is a corollary to, oh, come on, that joke was funnier than that. <laughs> Where you berate the audience for having laughed at your joke wrong. Unless unless you are a headlining, touring, successful comedian, you can't do that. Pretty much. I would if argue, even if you are, I would argue do that. against not I think doing if that. you're like a very successful comedian and you do it in a gentle way, sure. like a guys, that was funny. Like you can you can get away with that, especially if you're doing a club show. Sure. If you're an open micer and you <laughs> show up to an open mic to do your three new jokes you wrote that day on your way to the open mic, or more importantly, wrote while other comics were performing at the open mic, because right. you <laughs> threw away your material, realizing that it was going to hold this room. And then you tell a joke and at most you get a <laughs> don't yell at the other comics <laughs> because that's the only people in the audience. Other comics. Right. <laughs> Shut up, dummy. 
Yeah, there's no two. <laughs> there are no two people on this planet who are sitting around on a Saturday night saying, "Well, we got this whole evening ahead of us. What should we do?" I know, let's pay money to hear amateur comics test out their new material. <laughs> yeah, that's why open mics are free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, Charlie Sheen died, and then a bunch of things happened. Yeah. There was a sex worker. Yeah, we're in Mexico, and Charlie's going to get married. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his courtship consists of him putting his jacket on a lady, and then he gets married. Yeah, well, again, it was the customs in Young Gun Times. Sure, that's right. Um, that evolved into the Letterman jacket in, uh, like, um, like... Back to the Future Times? I was going to say American Graffiti Times. Oh, sure. But yeah, yeah uh, pretty much the same thing. Yeah, same times. One time has way more Crispin Glover. Lover. Sure, yeah. and one time has way more Richard Dreyfus cruising for Tang. <laughs> <laughs> Only to end up at a radio station. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, Where the movie turns into a weird David Lynch short film for 20 <laughs> minutes. As he has a very awkward conversation with Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack. I love Wolfman Jack. He's Fucking the best, man. Fucking who doesn't? Yeah, uh, years ago, a buddy of mine had... Uh, uh, the Wolfman Jack, like, per, like it was like the Midnight Special, like DVDs or whatever. Sure, so it was like the best of the Midnight Special, and like Wolfman Jack was the host, of, like an episode. He's like, I want to give a hand to this new band that's coming in. It's Bachman Turner Overdrive, <laughs> <laughs> and it was the first time in my life I'd ever seen what Bachman Turner Overdrive looked like, oh, and they are. Uh, two gigantic lumberjack monsters. <laughs> one plays bass, one plays guitar. That's Bachman, though, who plays guitar, and Overdrive is the one that <laughs> plays bass. Uh, and then a bunch of like weirdos in the back, but they, uh, these two dudes, absolutely look like when they're done, they're gonna eat the rest of the band. <laughs> they're gigantic flannel-wearing monsters, and they do "Let It Ride," and it's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyways, um... So yeah, I guess big endorsement for tracking down some Wolfman Jack Midnight DVDs. Yeah, and yeah. just any pictures of Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yeah, do yourself a favor oh. and look up some pictures of BTO. <laughs> There's some handsome dudes? <laughs> they're can, they're, they're look, handsome in Canada. Look, they're a Canadian name, but they're an American four, all right? Like, <laughs> I said it. I mean, it's like when you watch stuff from BBC. You're like, no, that guy's handsome. From Britain? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's probably pretty good looking in Suffolk. <laughs> That's uh, why they only record video when they're in the studio and switch to 35 when they're out on location. Right. <laughs> so uh, they get married and they decide literally that night to ride off to go. Well, because the man who ain't the law yet says to Billy the Kid, hey, they're going to kill Terry O'Quinn and I need to ask him a bunch of questions about how Lost ended. Right. So if you can make Puns. sure he doesn't die, that'd be cool. That'd yeah. be peaches. So Pat Garrett shows up. Pat uh, Garrett. The man who eventually will murder Billy the Kid. Also, he gets his own Bon Jovi song. True. Blaze of Glory. No, it's uh, Pay Patty Garrett. Oh. That's what I used to call you. Some other stuff happens after that. Uh, I guess, but Blaze of Glory is the song from Young Oh, yeah, no, that's the yeah, big yeah, one. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, the, the other horse one. Steel Horse I uh, Wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah wanted. but that one's not from Young Guns. Oh, it's they, before? No, yeah, they wanted to use it for Young Guns, too, and he was like, no, the song means too much because it's a song for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll give you something better. God. And he wrote him a whole goddamn soundtrack. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, 
We should have just watched Young Guns 2, guys. We should have just listened yeah. to Blaze of Glory. Man, good point. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, they they ride off back to Lincoln, which is where the movie took place. We never brought that up either. Yeah, Lincoln. Meh. Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, this I movie guess? starts in Lincoln, goes to Lincoln, leaves Lincoln to get to Lincoln. Everyone's talking about Lincoln. It's a real three sisters scenario. Yeah, yep. constant Lincoln, except for that one time they're in Juarez. Yep. Uh, so they go back to Lincoln, and this is where the final shootout kind of sets Thing. up. They go to Terry O'Quinn's house to be like, hey, they're coming to kill you. And he's like, I'm sick. I don't want to go outside and leave. Yeah, he's got the red death. Is that what it is? I don't know. He just says he's sick, but it's like, in Young Guns times, I assume everybody has tuberculosis. <laughs> oh, sure. See, when you said, I didn't realize that was what Red Death yeah. was. I thought I know it was it the is. Edgar Allan Poe story. That yeah. is about tuberculosis. <laughs> oh, I thought it was about a weird, spooky ghost that kills a whole family. I mean, that's baller. But it is, but it's tuberculosis. See, if you don't call it consumption, I don't know what it is. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I didn't use the scientific name. I feel like consumption is only used when it's like a dainty courtesan who like has it. And she goes, eh, into her little handkerchief and pulls it away and there's blood on it. I'm looking at you, Moulin fucking Rouge. Here's how you know that Terry O'Quinn doesn't have consumption. He never coughs blood into a handkerchief. He, that's true. He does it. We never actually and, see him. He and, just bitches about being sick. Yeah. He also does astonishingly well for a house that is soon filled with smoke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. The... Uh, the sheriff, or the new, not the sheriff. Yeah, the, it's everybody. So you got the the regular, or all of Murphy's guys, yeah, and then all of a, Jack Kenny's guys, and then all of the U.S. cavalry show yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, he gets a five-star wanted level right. from Grand Theft Auto right. all the time. Which I'm now realizing is just Red Dead Redemption. Guys, we should have just played Red Dead Redemption. Oh, we really should have. That's a goddamn great, great game. game. That's a game I actually own. We could have played that. God damn oh. it. Oh, do, do you have the, the Halloween DLC where you can find Sasquatch and fight zombies? No. Oh, it's uh, real good. Yes. Isn't Thomas Jane the voice of, like, Guy? I think so, yeah. Might That's be. super cool. Oh, they're coming out with a sequel, too, that looks real good. Oh, nice. About yeah. time. It was only, like, 30 years. In right? Games. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. They're on Rockstar time. Sure. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, there was a story that one of the Rockstar employees was telling on a podcast about how they used to be in, like, a big warehouse building, and the floor below them was a bunch of lawyers. So anytime anybody needed to take a huge stinky shit, they would go down to the lawyer's floor and stink up their bathroom. Nice. Good work, Rockstar Games. <laughs> right? What a bunch of bros. Yeah. What a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. Make better games, please. Yeah, please. Just stop trying to make your games funny, because they're just, they're not anymore. Yeah. Like, Red Dead Redemption is great, because it's just straight up trying to tell a good cowboy story. GTA 5 and 4 are insufferable because they're like, yeah, we're going to tell a real cool story that has some fart poop jokes in it. The one thing that always gets me about GTA 5 is there's like, there's like the Trevor character is like the crazy guy. Uh, and every time you like, you switch between characters, like when you come back to him, he's usually like naked and like yeah. running through a desert. Right. But his best friend in the game is like a weird juggalo kid for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And I'll I I wish that I could play as that kid instead. Oh my god, no. If Rockstar decided to make uh their fucking their next GTA take place at like uh, on Juggalo Island? Right? Yeah, I was trying to remember like the city that those two are actually Detroit? From. Juggalo yeah. Island. If they go to Detroit and you play as a Juggalo. <laughs> Can I just play as Violent J or Shaggy 2 Dope? 
or one of the members of Twisted? God, or Esham the Unholy? Really, I'm just thinking about how... Anybody from Psychopathic Records will do. <laughs> well, who's the one that just released that video with his daughter where his daughter complains about the furry costume she bought online? I think it's Shaggy. No, I think it's Violent J. Yeah, you, it is. You, you actually identified it, whoever it was, a couple episodes ago. I we talked about forgot. This. <laughs> I forgot the name of the fucking juggalo that that is, but holy shit, that I mean, he's not a juggalo. Amazing. He's one of the ICP. Are they not also juggalo? Juggalos? No, because Juggalos are fans of the ICP. Gotcha. It's like how like uh, fans of Rutherford B. Hayes are the Rutherford B. Craze. Uh, <laughs> they are the Juggalos. Which right. is what they called voters for Rutherford, B., for Rutherford B. Hayes at that time. So explain uh, Fago to me. No. It's, no. It's a generic brand of soda. Okay. And at concerts they shoot the root beer at people. Nice. That's it. It's uh, it's. I think that the whole point was like they were poor at the time, uh, and you can get a three. They come only come in three, three liter bottles. Fuck yeah! And it's like ninety nine cents for a three liter bottle. Right. Thus gotcha. putting it under the level of like RC or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's just a generic soda manufacturer. Cool, cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, now explain magnets. Sure. How the fuck do they work? <laughs> oh, I think no. it's a miracle. <laughs> Sounds like it. Anyways. Hey, I'm very interested in joining your struggle Oh, Where do I sign <laughs> up? <laughs> whoop, whoop. Uh, anyways. So, uh, the this is where the shootout begins. They just start laying bullets into the house. Yeah. There's one cool this part. This is the lowest number of casualties for a shootout that lasts 30 minutes. Yeah. There's legitimately... At least 150 people outside of the house firing bullets into the house. Nobody dies inside the house. Yeah, nobody gets hit inside the house. And they only kill, like, two guys outside. But goddamn, they shoot a lot of bullets. Uh, yeah. Billy the Kid has a cool little moment yeah. where he, like, he like leans out the, like, the window and he's like, Hey, I see you got so-and-so there. And they're like, yeah, what about it? He, like, pops out and just, like, snipes the guy with a six-shooter from, like, 100 feet away. Right. And then he goes back and is just like, he ain't there no more. Hee-hee! And, and then they uh, shoot the fuck out of the house. Yeah, uh... And then they start... Someone sets the house on fire. So Murphy Jack Palance shows up, shows yeah. up with China, and she runs into the house to be with Kiefer Sullivan, and he's pissed, so he's like, fuck it, burn it. And yeah. then the cavalry's like, whoa, whoa. Which is... That should tell you something when the cavalry's like, I don't know, man, that's harsh. And he's but then like, Murphy, no, burn it. Yeah, Murphy explains, no, 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 no. Uh, that woman knows where all my secret porn is. She yeah. cannot be allowed to leave this area alive. Right. And so they burn it. Blabbed to the papers. Yep. So they set the house on fire. They uh, they send Terry O'Quinn's wife and China away because uh, yeah. they won't shoot the women. Right. I thought that China stayed in the house though. They get her she out. She does. She does. Oh, she okay. stays. Uh, they try and to get her out. It's just season yeah. goes. And, uh, then they just start they throwing, start throwing shit luggage. up. And then they just throw shit out. And they throw a trunk out. And it bumbles down to the ground. And Amelia Westphus pops out and shoots like eight guys. Suspiciously with no broken bones. Considering it bounces like 15 times out of a third, like a third floor of house. It yeah. doesn't give him any tactical advantage. He is even more exposed than if he just stayed near a window and took right. pot shots. He's just yep. slightly closer. Uh, yeah, and this is where the young guns finally, like, mount their final assault. Uh, right. Everyone gets Max Payne bullet time powers. Right, we go pure slow-mo for the rest of the movie. Yeah, uh, Charlie unfortunately bites it. Though he so, does kill Jack Kenny. Yes, he does kill Jack Kenny, who he's been freaking out about for the last 30 minutes. Right. Uh, he's, like, 
star fucked about the guy. Right. Yeah. Kills him. Uh, Dermot Mulrooney and Dermot Mulrooney's jaw pouch get murdered. They get gut down, yeah. Uh, LDP. Everyone else gets shot, but they manage to escape. Yeah, Kiefer gets away with China. Billy the Kid gets away. And Chavez gets away. But then... <laughs> Terry O'Quinn. Poor, poor stupid Terry O'Quinn. He happens to exit he gets the house just in time. down by a Maxim gun. It's a Gatling gun. <laughs> they finally got it set up and they just give him about 40 rounds right in the chest. All because he walks out and goes, You did it, Billy! Ride! <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure that the only person who could accurately film what being gunned down as a single man by a Gatling gun is like is Tarantino. Yeah. Like, that should cut you in half and just be nothing but blood mist. Yeah. Uh, so, he leaves. Then, Billy the Kid... He leaves. Yeah, he leaves. <laughs> he, he, just like Terrence Stamp, he leaves his earthly body behind and ascends. They just don't shoot his ghost, that's all. <laughs> yeah, they just let his ghost go. Uh, then, Billy the Kid, like, backs up on his horse. Yeah. Sees Jack Balance. And guns him down right in the middle of the face... From, I'm going to say, a football field yeah, away? he's like 100 yeah. yards away and puts one right between the eyes. But you know what? Again, they're playing by Star Wars rules. So the Emperor dies, the battle is over, the Rebels are allowed to leave. Yeah. That's correct. They all get away, uh, and then we get a little post about what they did. And then Kiefer Sutherland uh, doing his best impression of Harrison Ford's I'm only doing this because you're paying me a lot of money narration. Yeah. And he's just like, Doc and China went to New York. They made money on the stock market, I guess. Billy got shot by Pat Garrett. He got buried next to Charlie. Someone put pals on his stuff. I don't know. Credits now? Yes. (laughs) Yep. And then a song that's not by Bon Jovi starts playing. The credits roll. And then Hulu says, would you like to watch Young Guns 2? But what it should have said was, would you like to go back in time and watch (laughs) Young Guns 2? Yeah, Hulu really should have a prompt when you're trying to watch Young Guns that says, Did you mean Young Guns too? Because <laughs> we think you did. <laughs> we won't play Young Guns. We'll give you a 10-second delay so that you can really think about this. <laughs> you know, we've got Young Guns too. Right, they just need a warning. Richie Sambora comes out, he sits down, gives it the old wow, wow, wow. And it explains <laughs> that all that stuff happens in Young Guns too. You're thinking of the wrong movie. Yeah, he just <laughs> comes out. He's Jack like, Valenti comes out with his little bulletin board and he says, now let me explain something to all you youngsters out there. It's called the rating system. Young Guns 2 is a five-star movie. <laughs> Young Guns 1, three and a half at best. at best. Now I hear what you're saying. Won't I be lost if I don't see Young Guns 1? Well, here's the thing. I'm going to clear up this common misconception. No. no. It's got Bon Jovi if that sweetens the deal. Yeah. Anyway, it's me, Jack Valenti, head of the MPAA. I'll show myself out. Because there are no characters on this podcast, everything exists in reality. Bye, Mark. Bye, Jack Valenti. Bye, Jack Valenti. Thanks for stopping by, Jack. <laughs> uh, so that's going to do it for Young Guns. Uh, and that's going to bring us to Bullet Point. Pew pew. Bullet Points! And our very first bullet point is... Body Count. Body Counts. John, what do you think the body count of Young Guns is? 60. 60? <laughs> Six zero. Six zero. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Patrick, what do you think the body count of Young Guns is? I'm going like nine. 
They Ooh. shoot so many bullets, though. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, a lot of that bullets is is covered up by fog. You probably don't see if anyone dies or yeah, not. Right. God damn you, Rutherford B. Hayes. Will your reign of terror never end? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, playing, once again, by Price's Right Rules, whoever got the closest without going over wins. The winner is Patrick Bromley. Woo! Because the answer was 27. Bullshit. 27. I like that we are both appalled, right? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't kill nearly as many as you thought, and they killed way more than you did. Yeah. Uh, but Then I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why you won't let us go up into space, Patrick. <laughs> I mean, it's true. To be, to be fair, I think these numbers are inflated, just like the kid's actual murder numbers. Right, yeah. get inflated, yeah. Like in that scene where he shoots the guy's like, what is that big, 25? He's like, no, that's like... Five. He's we'll like, round up to ten. Let's call it ten. All right, yeah. Billy. Whatever. So, yeah. So, let's say they killed maybe 11 guys in yeah. this movie. Maybe. Uh, moving on to our next bullet point. Best kill. Best kill. Patrick, best kill. Uh, we did mention it in the podcast, but I'm going to go with the Charlie Crawford kill, uh, where Emilio Estevez says, hey... You got Charlie Crawford out there. Yeah, he's here. He's here. Then he just turns out the window, shoots him again right between the eyes, <laughs> and then slinks back down and laughs about it. Yeah, everyone is so good at headshots. Oh in this man, game. incredible! It's like John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, best kill. Uh, I'm gonna say when uh, Billy the Kid shoots that guy that they think might be a traitor. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. a good one. Because uh, he just uh, headshots him at point blank range and gets brains all over uh, Kiefer Sutherland. That's right. true. Uh, it is the most gory kill of the movie because they show the back of his head flapping. Yeah. Uh, Mark, best kill. I'm gonna go with Terry O'Quinn getting Gatlin gun. <laughs> Guys, he gets Gatlin gun. So many gats. So many guns, yeah. right? All Gatlin into Terry O'Quinn. Oh, yeah. I got beefs with Terry O'Quinn. You shouldn't. He's a great actor who's done nothing but be great in it, mediocre television shows. I was going to say, is it because of Millennium? No, it's... Uh, He's but, great in that. <laughs> sure. I think the uh, the overpowered flashlights are the main attraction of that <laughs> show. They got uh, quality flashlights. Chris Carter is yep. known for quality flashlights. They are his lens flare, right? Yep. Uh, no, my beef with him is for that weird, like, ghost hotel TV show he was on after Lost ended. Oh, crap. I think I know what you're talking about. I think about. it was called Ghost yeah. Hotel. It may have been. For dogs, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> for he just, dogs. He plays for like, dogs that don't go to heaven. Yeah, he's like the concierge in a ghost hotel. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck that show. <laughs> All right. Thanks. That's like, that's one kind of bad show that nobody forced you to watch. That's right. And now I hate Terry O'Quinn. John, I'm irrational. I hold grudges. <laughs> He's also like the finest pencil-thin mustache wearer in the universe. That's oh, true. Oh, no. He's at least uh, He's got some competition from John Waters. Thank you, John. Ooh, I don't know. John Waters Ooh, definitely gives me creepy vibes. Yeah. He's John Waters. <laughs> right. You may recognize him from the filmography of John Waters. <laughs> There's nothing wholesome about John fucking Waters. <laughs> his highest grossing movie is about a director that wants to kill everybody in his movies. <laughs> his most famous landmark movie is when he gets divine to eat dog poop on film. He's John Waters. <laughs> you know... From the life and times of being John Waters. <laughs> and if it makes you feel any better, he's from Baltimore. So yeah, he absolutely he's is. He's totally legit. Yeah. 
Uh, he's basically like a character on the wire at that point, I think. <laughs> Practically. Oh my god, I would pay so much goddamn money for John Waters to, to be, be on the wire. Of the wire. Uh, like the shitty newspaper season where no one knows what's going on. <laughs> John Waters is one of the ace reporters. That'd be great. Uh, I, just, I think I just want to meet John Waters. Yeah, I yeah, guess did. True. Uh, D, my wife almost met John Waters once. She was in New York on a school trip and she Saw him. That's the time to meet John Waters. Right. She was. Uh, she saw him out. Like uh, he was. I got on a patio with friends, like talking, and she saw him and was like, "That's John Waters." And then John Waters saw her and was like, like waved her over, and she was just like, "Oh, I can't. I don't want to bother John Waters," and like ran away. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I saw John Waters do like a speaking tour once. He's incredibly entertaining. I can see yeah, that. Yeah, interviews with John Waters are very interesting. Rock and tour. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so moving on uh, to our next bullet point. Once again, we take place in a world where there are no war crimes. Yeah, so, young guns times. Yeah, yeah young, young guns, guns times. times. Rutherford B. Hayes famously ripped up all of the war crimes. That's yeah. correct. That's why they called it Hayes Craze Purple Maze. That's right. Uh, so we're going to go back to that old, well, that old favorite, Best Weapon. Best Weapon. Patrick, what's the best weapon in Young Guns? All of Lou Diamond Phillips's knives. He has three knives? He has three. And, and they're all different. They're all distinct knives. Yeah. He's very good at throwing knives. He throws them at people. He throws them at sticks. He throws them at buckets that he get blown up. throws them at buckets. Up. Yeah. That it's guy's putting comment. knives in all sorts of stuff. Yeah. John. Best weapon. Gatling gun. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's hard to beat. Like, Clearly, that's yeah. obvious. Because it's that it's that weird thing where it's that they had dis- not discovered. Yeah, no, archaeologists in the Young Gun's time discovered the technology in the Legend of the Hidden Temple for automatic weaponry. Sure. Yeah. Right? That's how it works. That's how it works. Yes. But they had come up with automatic weaponry, but they had yet to miniaturize it. So it's that weird, awkward, like, everyone has, like, five-shot rifles at best. And then yeah. also... A goddamn Gatling gun. And a Gatling gun. Yep, like how you find on a tank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, best weapon. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Emilio Estevez in a trunk. That's yeah. the best weapon. Yeah. Because you throw the a trunk. A trunk of Ez? Yeah. Because you throw the trunk at a guy, that's going to hurt him. Like yeah. right there. And then he pops out too. Oh, that's yeah. That's a double whammy right double there. Double whammy. Yeah, right. he takes yeah. out a bunch of guys. That's two weapons for the price of one. And what it's if practically the, three. Yeah, and what if the trunk was a mimic? Then it could eat people, too. <laughs> yeah. But then it would eat Emilio yeah, Estevez. Not if they nah. were friends. <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah, that's true. They would be friends. But no, it's like the parable of the mimic and Emilio Estevez. <laughs> <laughs> where they try to get across the river and the mimic eats him because, I'm sorry, Emilio, it's my nature. <laughs> you're right. No, you're right. I'm I'm so sorry. I should not have disparaged mimics. <laughs> As Not to be confused with the movie Mimic. Yeah, which is pretty okay, as I recall. No. It's, it's a, I bet if we watched it now, it wouldn't hold up. It's a real goofy like movie. It's very early uh, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. yeah. So it's got like some nice creative flair. It's like flares. early American del Toro, too. Yes. Like this is post-Mexico. Uh, that's his first, I think, American movie. Like after, yeah. or maybe, no, because even Kronos, I think, is still Kronos is Mexican. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think that's his first, like, Hollywood movie. Anyways, moving on. Final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? John, is this an action movie? 
Is Young Guns an action movie? That's tough. Yeah. Because the action that's in it is okay. It's like on par with what you would see in like an episode of uh, Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Sure. Uh, Except with a little bit more blood. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, For a second. Could we get a Briscoe County Jr. movie? Or a, yeah. or a reboot? I'd be alright. I mean, the first episode of Briscoe County Jr., the pilot, is like 90 minutes. Nice. Yeah. That's real good. Is uh, and has Terry O'Quinn in it. Yeah, nice. Hey, all right. It's in all the great TV shows. Right. John, Scott, stop skirting the issue. Is this an action movie or not? I plead the fifth. You don't have any constitutional yeah, protections no here, John. Oh, that's We're right. in Young Guns time. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Rutherford B. Hayes, bring back your Hayes code. Is, John, is this an action movie? God damn it. I, I, no. Okay, it's that's all really you gotta say. Call. I just, I really don't know. I really don't know how I would classify this. Is boring western a genre? Yes. yes. This is a boring western. Yeah. Cool, we'll put it right next to Open Range on the DVD shelf. <laughs> yeah. Patrick, is it, this an action it's movie? It's definitely a western. I think it falls short of action. Yeah, I am uh, in agreement with you, Patrick. Mark, is this an action movie? No, it's definitely a Western. I think that's a distinct genre on Unto its own. itself, yeah. 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 If, they, if the action sequences had been longer and more intricate, I think it could have qualified. And but happened not. more often. Yeah, they just, they're just they so quick when they happen. Yes. Also, not enough punching and kicking. Holy crap, right? It's and only nothing just... blew up except for that water bucket. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no car chases. That's a big thing. That's a huge one. Barely any fire. Mostly yeah. just smoke. Nobody yeah. was drunk. No. Yeah. They just do the peyote, and that's real lame. And they don't even have a peyote fight. Nope. I think Dermot Mulroney's supposed to be drunk most of it, because he's constantly he's dripping swigging. from a bottle of mezcal that but, is red for some reason. But yeah, he, right. he is not swigging during an action sequence. And sure. And you need to be drunk during an action sequence for it to count. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Lee Marvin was dead by this time, but he was definitely super old, so... <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't think that a single drop of KY muscle grease was used in this whole film. <laughs> no, everyone looks very dusty and dry. They're all yeah. dry and dusty and not terrible. Muscular, no. Yeah, we do see Emilio in the bath as he dictates a letter to. Yeah. Uh, uh, we Cooper. see yeah. his ass too. Yeah, and he's he's, he's not a little in guy. great shape. What I like about Emilio Estevez in this movie is you can see the sunburn line on his face. Right. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Final review of Young Guns, Patrick. I think we were supposed to watch Young Guns too. John. Uh, it's like one of those guns where you pull the trigger and like a. A bang flag comes out, except it it comes out and falls out limply. Hmm. Yeah. Mark, final review: Young Guns. Eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like hate it like some of the movies we've watched. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like egregiously bad. Right. It's no Green Lantern. No. Yeah. It's no Van Helsing. No. It's just. But on the flip side, is. it was no uh, dinosaurs the, versus cowboys. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like it wasn't so ridiculously bad that, that it was entertaining. It kind of sure. Good, yeah. yeah. <sighs> dinosaurs versus cowboys and. Uh, <laughs> Was it Dragon Blade? Were the two like surprise <laughs> winners of this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Those are the ones we had no hope for, and we're like totally. Ah, it's fine. I am still surprised at how much I liked. Um, oh God, not Dust Till Dawn. Um, Desperado? Desperado. Desperado. Oh my God, Desperado was amazing. And how much I did not like Terminator, Terminator Two. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly enough, the Terminator Two episode. I was just checking stats. 
picked up a few like listens like recently. Like nice. someone dug way back and was like, I wonder what these three idiots think about Terminator 2. And then I'm sure halfway through they were like, I vehemently disagree. <laughs> uh, I've got into so many fights about Terminator 2 since we recorded oh, that. Oh, man. And to no, each of those people, people are just remembering it. Yeah. We watched yep. it. To each of those people, I'm like, when was the last time you saw yeah. Terminator 2? And they're always like, in high school, I used to watch it every day. <laughs> That's a great impression of Henchman 24 from Adventure <laughs> Brothers. Right. And or Ray Romano. <laughs> He's going and for or. Bob the Goon from yeah. the first Batman. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Bob Gun. Because <laughs> Bob the Goon in that movie... He talks like this. No, doesn't he talk like this? No! <laughs> Not even a little bit. Hey, Joker, look out. It's the Batman. We gotta fight him. <laughs> what did you say about this town needing an animal? Yeah, see, that sounds exactly like Bob the Goon. <laughs> uh, well, that's gonna do it for Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Brown. I'm still John Rooney. And we'll see you next time. Bye, idiots. Young Guns 2! Wait, wait, hold on. Who are you... I hope you were calling us idiots, not our listeners. A little bit of both. All right. If you were offended, just open up your podcast (laughs) machine, yell into the closest circuit you have, and we'll hear it. Yeah, just jam it up in those circuits. (laughs) Jam it up in there. Them circuits, dude. Those sounds gross. (laughs) You're right. My apologies. Body Counts and Beer is John, the next Karate Kid Rooney, Patrick, Pure Country Bromley, and Mark, that was then, this is now Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and if you can, leave us a rating or review. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, which we just started using again, or email us at bodycountsandbeer at gmail.com.